Hello, and welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast. We've got a full room today. Of course, we always have Pastor Plex. Hey, I'm glad to be here. And we also have Pastor James Foster. Whoop, whoop. And Pastor Joseph Aiken the third. <laughs> What's going on? And new this week, our extra special guest is Jeshua Alonzo, one of our youth students. What's good? What's good? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go straight to this topic. Uh, So we got this sent in, one of the questions that uh, you can send in, and it says, sexual immorality is a sin, and the body is the temple of Christ. Does that make masturbation a sin, and is it wrong to get tattoos? All right, so we've got... (laughs) (laughs) A sharp left turn there. Okay, so let's go... Let's start with 1 Corinthians 6, 19, which I think is where... Uh, they're coming from. Actually, I'll start at 18. Flee sexual morality. Every sin a person commits is outside of the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, who you have from God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. James, were, were you going to say something about this right off the bat? Yeah, I think uh, the ma- is masturbation a sin question is hysterical, but mostly because... <laughs> uh, in and of itself, masturbation could be okay, right? Could be permissible. <laughs> Thinking about 1 Corinthians 6, starting in verse 12, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Uh, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Masturbation is a thing that can absolutely dominate a person if they make it a, a common practice. And so thinking about it, instead of saying, is this a sin? Can I do this? Uh, saying, is this going to stir my affections for God, or is this going to stir my affections for something other than God, making yourself a God by masturbating? Right. So essentially, Matthew 5.28 is the scripture to apply. But I say to you that anyone, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Okay, so that's sort of crazy. Uh, and so that means, and this elevated sin like this is where people sort of look at jesus as he's sort of light on sin and he's not he's heavy on sin and what i mean by that is what can anyone you know just standing room only uh people in the in the room does every everyone know what the uh punishment for adultery would be death Death, right so what jesus is saying (laughs) is if you look lustfully at a woman, you deserve to die. Mm. Now, what a crazy thought. So here he is, he's maximizing uh, sin's evil and darkness. Um, At the same time, obviously, uh, he would provide a way out. And he says in that uh, sermon on the Mount, he didn't come to uh, abolish the law. In fact, not one jot or tittle of the law be taken away. Uh, but he came to fulfill the law or complete the law as the one who would fulfill it in all righteousness. And then he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf that we might be the righteousness of Christ. Um, mm-hmm. Jeshua, any, anything you want to say on all that? Um, I guess from from what I've seen, it's uh, like the society answers like masturbation isn't bad as long as it doesn't affect your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in a Christian point of view or like a, like a God will affect our relationship. Uh, 
it will more in the fact that uh, you see everything differently, mm-hmm. and you are, are are stuck in a in a perspective of lust and wanting to engage in something, and um, it breaks bonds and will break future bonds and rot future ones as well. Yeah, I, I think that's all. That's great insight. I, I think that's the struggle, right? Um, Pastor Joseph, can you please just elaborate on all this? Because I feel like we need to hear your heart on that. Um, I mean, because masturbation, or just in general, let's go with lust first, differentiating from masturbation. It, that's the real key, the heart issue here. Not necessarily the mechanicalness yeah. of this. I, I, I love you bringing a text in where Christ raised the bar so high that none of us could mm-hmm. could reach it. Letting us know it's not just about doing the act, but even thinking the act. Like, my thoughts are mm-hmm. no, no longer keep me from death. Like, I deserve death for thinking about it. And so, before I even get to the act of masturbation, as, as what James was talking about, like, if in, in a perfect world where you can, he brought up, and joking before this, he brought up, if you can look at a tractor, you know, or, or whatever the theme <laughs> may be, but the, the reality of it is, is it a sin? Can you, can you... My, my thought goes here. So far in legalism, what what can happen is you want to you, you question how close can I get to the line without crossing? Mm-hmm. Like, well, is this a sin? How close? And, and James said it. How do we glorify God? How do we stir the affections of God versus trying to get so close to sin's line to where we don't overcome it? Oh, like go 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 across it, and it becomes that legalism. Yeah, I feel like let's go along mm-hmm. those lines. I feel like a lot of people. No one's going to say this. How bad can I treat my wife before it's sin? Yeah, like you know, you're like, <laughs> who, you know, who who yeah. would do that, right? Or you know, how bad can I treat my kid before it's neglect? Mm-hmm. Like nobody would say that. So right. why do we create lines? Now again, why do we do it? Of course we do it because we everybody wants to know what's okay and what's not okay. But mm-hmm. if in your heart is like, how far, how close can I get to the line before I cross it? Then your heart's automatically wrong because you're looking yeah. for the loophole, not looking to glorify God. Because right. if you would say, how how little attention can I give my son before it's neglect? Well, then all of a sudden you're not asking how well can I parent my kid? How well, but what you're saying is how can I look out for myself and not go to jail for being a bad parent? Or, or how 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 little can I give my wife so I don't get divorced? Yeah. Like that's that's what you're saying, and what a sad state of affairs. Um, so the verse that I want us to focus on 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 this specifically, and I'd love for you guys to just chime in on it. Uh, Romans fourteen twenty three sort of ends with this thought: whatever is not from faith is sin. And so I think uh, let let's just talk about that for a second. And Joshua, I want you to kind of give me your heart on this. Like, when I say whatever is not from faith is sin, how old are you now? Uh, 18. As an 18-year-old young man, when I say anything that whatever is not from faith is sin, how does that strike you? How How does whatever is not from faith is sin, like, when you hear that, is that a struggle for you? You're like, oh, that makes sense. Or is that make it even more challenging to really wrap your head around right and wrong? Um, I guess it's, it's more of a, come back to me. I'll come back to you. That's fine. All right. James, what do you got on that? Whatever is not faith, not whatever is not from faith is sin. Yeah. I think we can do a lot of things that are going to lead us towards godliness and I don't need any more help sinning, right? Because (laughs) I've, I've got enough. 
of that bent on my own to where I'm going to make things about me and I'm going to say, like, by nature, right, just non-regenerate James is going to say, how can I get this person to serve me? Mm-hmm. And especially in the context of anything sexual, that is that gets really dark really fast, right? right. Of people who are made in the image of God are not are no longer seen as people. And this is what the porn industry at large does is it objectifies people, making them objects for your satisfaction rather than image bearers of God. And, and so when I say whatever doesn't proceed from faith is sin, it's that natural bend of seeing people as how can you serve me instead of, okay, you're God's beloved and I want to serve you and help you see Jesus. And if my heart is continually in a dark place where I'm uh, entertaining lustful thoughts, then I'm not going to be in a place where I'm able to serve people, which is where in that first Corinthians uh, passage, it talks about, uh, Something really important, not to bring another scripture in here, but <laughs> no, uh, the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. So uh, realizing, hey, there's a purpose that we were made for, and it's mm-hmm. not for uh, sexual immorality, but it's for the Lord. And there's a lot of power there to say, hey, I've got a greater purpose than serving myself through sexual immorality. That's good. I, and I'll just add that what can happen, and, and I'll tell my little testimony, I don't know if it's a testimony in a sense, but I'm the bad guy in this. 17 years ago, my wife and I met. We got a 18, 19-year-old at the time, and I'm thinking, man, like, what lines can I cross? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what physical lines can I cross? And I was literally studying the Bible on fornication. Like, I felt like every day is like, okay, what's fornication? What's not fornication? Can I do this? Can I do that? Mm. Can we hold hands? Can we kiss? What? And you can get so caught up in the things that you, the physical aspect and the study, well, can I master like, like, like James is talking about, we get so, we want to get so close to the line. And so it, if it's not pursuing God in the sense of like, how can I give God glory? Then yes, you know, it's a sin. It's not a faith. It's not me trusting in God. It's not me learning more about God. No, it's taken away. It's me, uh, as Jeshua brought up, it's me bringing in. Uh, rotting relationships that haven't even started with my wife and different things like mm-hmm. that. And and so the world, the culture tells you, oh, it's okay for you to relieve yourself in, in this aspect, you know, versus doing something else. No, that's not okay. That's not the standard. That's not what God has called us to. Yeah, so back to you, Jeshua, on this. And, and this, is, this is a complicated thing. So I love the fact that it might need a little bit uh, more help and understanding. Um, what do you think of the verse, whatever is not from faith is sin? I mean, that just, that encompasses more than lust. It encompasses every heart attitude you have. So when you hear that, is that, is that a scary thing? Or is that like, man, I haven't even thought about that. I just want to, just from your 18-year-old young man perspective, whatever is not from faith is from sin. Uh, I mean, it it's pretty straightforward, to be honest. It... Um, as like we try to set lines, but at like at this point, it's it's been set since the very beginning, and there's no like there's no pushing it back, or there's no like I'm gonna tease it and see like if I can bend it or or sway it a different way. But um, like like you said, it encompasses everything from I mean past past masturbation and lust, more of like a morals at that point, and it shows um I guess where where our lines are set and how we should um 
try to act towards it. So you, as one who's just graduated from high school, like give me a, the perspective of like when if you were to say, hey, whatever is not from faith is from sin. How do you think people respond to that? Just in an eighteen-year-old mindset, like not maybe just normal person at your school. Well, yeah, like right out the box, they'll say, well, yeah, we know like um, smoking, drinking, not from faith is sin, and like they'll see it straightforward, but then they'll try to like change your thought and be like, no, nah, but it's okay. Sometimes like sometimes we celebrate and we drink and sometimes we do this to glorify so they like they see it and then they uh, like address it to what it is and then try and bend it their own way yeah yeah i think we all have this natural bent in us to justify all of our darkness so that we can somehow make it right before god is that we said yeah all right lizzie back to you what was the second half of this question yeah so the second half of it was uh is it wrong to get tattoos Man, I, I love this question because it's, it's we're going to get to some Old Testament law. Leviticus 19.28 says, Do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. Now, and then when you take, and I think this is where that one person, when they ask the question, they, they use uh, 1 Corinthians 6.19 because they're saying, This is part of my body. Should I not glorify my glorify God with my body? And here, interestingly enough, a lot of people would say, well, your body doesn't matter. In fact, um, many uh, yeah, Gnostics and really Platonics and people from uh, the Greek uh, philosophy would say the body doesn't matter. In fact, the body hinders you because it causes you to – Stoics were like this. You, you got to get out of your body because it's in your pain or in your joy or in the happiness. This is actually where you're weak. It's when you can separate yourself from your evil body that holds you back. Then you're free from all that stuff. And so um, what the Christians do is they say that everything that God has made about you is good. So your body is good. And your spirit is good. Now, when we talk about operating in the flesh, because that would make it seem like the body is bad, what we mean is using the sinful nature, like uh, the nature that God, or that we were born with that had was alienated from God in its, um, in its in from birth because of original sin. And so when we, when we operate from flesh and not from faith, now we're operating in sin. And so if we get a tattoo to glorify ourselves, or if we get a tattoo to um, glorify another god, then that's bad. Specifically because Leviticus 19 was addressing, um, it was the, a prohibition of tattoos because many pagans in that day would would mark their bodies for a symbol of a false god or honoring some false idol, and that God wanted his children to be different. And the thing that God always wanted was not to have um, an image of him anywhere, which is why I said don't make any graven images, so that people wouldn't tattoo graven images that they make because they'd end up worshiping the image and not God. And that's what made uh, made the God of Israel so unique among the whole entire world. It was a temple. It was an empty temple. No one could conceive of that. It was an empty temple where the actual God of the heavens lived and not a statue like Dagon or, or whoever, which was like a little fish man God uh, that Whenever you put the Ark of the Covenant next to it, uh, the Dagon God would fall over because it, you know. Anyway, it's just fascinating stuff on that. And so I, that's the whole primary reason the holiness codes included don't put tattoos on yourself because it's wrapping your head around don't um, worship any other God. James, mm-hmm. you got something on that? Yeah, I think the uh, big thing you hit on there was the Gnostics would say, you know, body bad, 
mm. spirit good. Uh, and it was all about the separation. So who cares what happens to my body in the meanwhile, right? Um, but realizing, hey, we do have this life by the spirit that we can yield to God's spirit uh, to live a life pleasing to him, which encompasses what we do with our body, encompasses what we do with our mind, what we do with our uh, flesh, and that's all very spiritual. And so realizing, okay, my faith is multidimensional. It's about my head, my heart, and my hands, and mm-hmm. living right in each of those areas. Uh, I think the, the verse that we brought up in the last uh, segment is really important here. Whatever doesn't proceed from faith is sin. Mm-hmm. So it, are you getting a tattoo to glorify yourself? Are you getting a tattoo to glorify God? There's freedom in Christ to do either. Uh, but are you, it, I think the way that you go about it is it's really a heart question more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, James, Joseph, do you guys uh, have tattoos? I do not, but I'm not opposed to having tattoos. <laughs> so should, can we ink you or something? Is that what we need to do? If I had something significant enough, I would absolutely get a tattoo. Okay. All so right. no pictures of <laughs> Harris or anything like that. I'll tell you what, once I plant a church, I'll take the logo of that, put it right on my back. <laughs> or a shoulder or something, you know. Uh, Take I, it off I actually do have a couple <laughs> tattoos. Um, I, I like body art, personally. Yeah. Um, and I, even when I, I haven't got any more because my wife doesn't like them. And, you know, this <laughs> isn't just my body. So, anymore. And so that's why I don't have any more, personally. They were pre-marriage. And since then, I haven't got any. But for me, I think about that Leviticus text that a lot of people like to go back to, and, and I think, well, there's so many other things in there that we have to not do if we're just going to mm-hmm. say don't mark your bodies. Mm-hmm. Remove context of what the reason, like you talked mm-hmm. about, why they were doing it. Uh, there's other things we can't do because of that. Um, and so I it's, I don't believe it's wrong. But when it, like James said, when it comes about vanity, uh, when it comes about you, self-glorification, then yeah, I mean, it's wrong. We're not supposed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I guess so like when, if you've got a Bible verse you want to tattoo on your body because you're like this scripture calls me to live for Jesus. This invigorates me to have a heart for God. Then um, then do it. I feel like that if God calls you to that, I personally don't have any uh, tats. What about you, Jeshua? I do not have any tattoos. Okay. Uh, do you have any, any t- future tattoos uh, now that you're 18? Uh, as of right now, no. I don't have any like like perspective or like ideas of getting a tattoo right now but um i guess to like answer the question in my perspective uh when um i've been told by many of of like pastor friends or like church friends uh the the church community and the and the actual church is not the is is not the building where we commune it's not the actual place that we assemble at or, or whatever it's 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 more of the people who 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 come together and want to um want to uh glorify god and want to do all that so mm-hmm. um i think of it more as like we're all pieces of the actual kingdom itself so like um i could be a stone on a wall or like part of a mirror and um i guess in the perspective that i see this if you like put a tattoo on um you're either staining it or you're wanting to um add an image to it uh so i guess that would be my perspective so you're, you're not gonna yeah, get a tattoo as of right now, no. Yeah. So yeah, and I like what you said. The the church is the body of believers, not necessarily the four walls of a building, and that is completely true. And um, yeah. And for me, I I don't know if I'll ever get a tattoo, not because I don't think they're awesome. Uh, I just just not my not my jam. 
Um, yeah. But I, I do appreciate those that have them. And for those that do have them, it is, it is a great way to start conversations with people that have tattoos because you're like, let's, let's talk about our tattoos. And so I sometimes am envious of those. And so it makes me want to get like the non-permanent tattoos and be like, yeah, look at my tat. Um, <laughs> but in general, you kind of look like a little bit of a poser. So uh, yeah, so I don't know how, how well that would go over. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's where... I, I find myself when it comes to um, tattoos, but just I want people to feel freedom in that if God is calling you to get a tattoo, I think this is the part going back to Romans 14, 23, anything not from faith is sin. And on this one, God's word, I don't want to say it's silent on it, but there is freedom in it because the holiness codes um, that that are were given were to make Israel distinct. There were certain, remember, this is where we look at the Old Testament and this is where people kind of get their heads all messed up because like how come we are you know how come christians are against homosexuality but they're not against polyester we should be against polyester because the holiness codes say you should not mix two different crops in the same sort of outfit polyester is from the devil now i'm with you now here's reason is that polyester doesn't go against god's design but that was to make israel distinct okay so what what you know, homosexuality is against God's design, and whereas the distinctiveness of the culture of Israel was so that the rest of the world would look way different from Israel. And then ultimately when Jesus goes to the cross and he dies, he, um, in Ephesians 2 it talks about the dividing wall of hostility that was between Jew and Gentile, between races of people that was crushed so that there no longer be two distinct cultures. There, there be one culture, a multi-ethnic one culture, which mm-hmm. that, that gets people offended usually. Uh, yeah. and, and what it's saying is there's a Christ culture that overrides all the other cultures and all the other distinctives. And so um, tattoos being one of them from the holiness codes, because what really matters uh, is not w- whether or not you have a tattoo or not, but whether Christ is tattooed on your heart. So I think that's where it's a, it's a simple way to, to go with that, uh, to kind of give yourself a just clarity on um, the reason for different things. So remember, just real quick, you had the moral laws, which is what, again, things against God's design, that's men and women distinct and um, heterosexuality, that kind of thing. And then you've got holiness codes, which would then sort of fall into um, what made the nation of Israel distinct. Uh, ceremonial laws, so moral laws, ceremonial laws, and then you'd have civil laws, which because Israel was a theocracy, uh, it was what governing. If my if you have an ox and gores your neighbor, what do you do? And so that they dealt with those issues. So you've got moral, ceremonial, civil laws, and those are all unique. And that's why it's important to distinguish between those three when we're talking about what Jesus came and died for, and then He gave us to be able to fulfill. James, any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Romans 14 has a ton of insight and a ton of wisdom on this, right, of uh, there's freedom to do either, and we should be fully convinced in our own mind of of what faith is leading us to do, and we shouldn't despise the brother who's weak in faith, right? We shouldn't, because they differ in opinion, uh, we shouldn't despise them, Uh, but we've got, I I mean, I just love Paul's example of surrendering his rights, saying, hey, I'm going to do what it takes to reach all people and yeah. to make my ministry most effective for them. So, like, I think having Christians in our body that have tattoos, that's huge, and that should be well, absolutely welcomed. And then those individuals are going to be more effective reaching communities with a lot of tatted individuals, right? And 
that that's an exciting thing for me with like an evangelistic heart of I want to I want to reach all the people and we need to have people that are like that community to reach that community. Um, but verse 13 of Romans 14, uh, therefore let us not pass judgment mm. on one another any longer, but rather decide never mm. to put up a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. So this is where if I get a tattoo, I'm probably going to have it in a place that I could cover a lot of the time, but then a, a place that I could also have it out. Just a very strategic move there Very strategic. So you're not going to put it on your face. Yep, not a face tattoo. Maybe a shoulder. Something that would be covered by a good shirt. Got it. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. And as always, if you have any questions, you know where to find us.